Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold! Coming to the ring, from parts unknown, at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickaloaf and Dr. Zong! Back in your ear holes, I'm the loafing with me, Dr. Zom. <laughs> Dr. Zom is back after a brief hiatus. Um, how are you, sir? A brief hyenas. Brief I am back, hi-anus. and I am um, rejuvenated. He had his uh, extensive male Brazilian wax to take care of last week, so he's now nice yes. and shorn, nice and cleaned up oh, for the ladies. Smooth. For the ladies, uh, this week we're doing a, uh, so, so uh, Zom wrote me and said he wanted to cover some trash, so what better way to cover some trash than go on Robert Zadar's IMDB and pick a couple good ones. <laughs> um, we're going to do Final Sanction from 1990 and Dead End Dead City from 1988. You can yeah. watch them on YouTube, always the mark of a great movie. Uh, we'll get to when, those soon. The studio doesn't even give a shit if somebody just throws it out there for free. <laughs> they don't even care. Uh, there is no studio, by the way. Free hey, hey yeah, what is it? Action International Pictures? AIP? Um, so, yeah, those are. Uh, we'll get into those soon. Um, any updates, uh, Mr. Zom? Any, any fun tidbits of your life that you'd like to share with everybody from the past two weeks? I just took a bath. Nice, nice. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I kind of got into a uh, very, after a, a while of not being able to sleep very well, I got caught up and then I liked it so much that I have pretty much, when people <laughs> say, you know, don't sleep your life away, Uh-oh. I've been doing that pretty much because it just feels so good and it's so nice to just sleep. And I almost forgot that it was still summer and that grass was still growing outside. And so I went like two weeks without cutting my grass and I went outside and I was so embarrassed because I, I just went outside to go pick up a couple prescriptions and my neighbor uh, just happened to be outside and started talking to me and I was like, oh my God, this I look like that person that, you know. You, like- you rip Van Winkled your lawn. So as soon as I got back from... Um, that i jumped out there and mowed it all but uh the weather's been really odd it's been really strange this whole summer it's you know yeah it's in times weather in times weather it's great it's been crazy here because no it'll it'll all of a sudden get dark and pour like monsoon rain and then it'll be sunny 
25 minutes later. We have like Florida weather this week, and it's been like 95 and about 95% humidity. Ugh, it's awful. It's been cold here most of the time, and then the rest of the time when it's hot, I mean, I stay inside all the time, no matter what, <laughs> and I have my um, air conditioner set at 70, and then down in the basement, I'll open the vent up sometimes, and it gets even feels like it's even colder than that down there. So I'm amazed sometimes when I walk outside that it's summer. <laughs> because it feels like a refrigerator in your house. Yeah, I mean it's, but but here lately, most of the time it hasn't even been that hot out. Now I think this this last couple of days it's been kind of hot, but not mm. you know. It's just I don't want to go outside. I don't want to be around people. I don't want to. I mean, when I had to go to that stupid to pick up those prescriptions, it was like at five or six o'clock or something like that. There were so many people there, people that had BO, people that were just gross. <laughs> uh, and then I made a mistake of going out the other night at three in the morning. Uh, I was bored. I had cabin fever. That's <coughs> You do get cabin fever sometimes. Yeah. Because you eventually have to wake up. And then you're like, okay, now I've been in this house for so long. So at 3 o'clock in the morning, I decided to go to Walmart and buy some DVDs. And I bought like these DVDs that it was like a Bill Paxson, Larry Fishburne, post-apocalyptic. Uh, I bought two post-apocalyptic movies. One of them was with them. Where it's like an I it's like everything's really cold and it's an ice age. And then I bought another one and I'd never I haven't even watched it yet. They're both Blu-ray. Uh and this one is everything's really hot. So also a know, post apocalypse? Like, yeah. Okay. So anyway, I found out that there's a fine line about when you should go out if you go out like really super early in the morning or middle of the night or whatever. Um there's all these frackers. And they get up like really early to go work and they go to Walmart and buy it like a bunch of food. But the thing about that is I don't care about that because you can spot them a mile away. They just look like a bunch of fucking hillbillies with, you know, big work boots on and, you know, but they all, you can tell they all watch NASCAR because they all try and drive like Dale Earnhardt and they all have these great big four-wheel drive pickup trucks and they'll get right on your bumper no matter how fast you go they'll get right on your bumper no matter how slow you go they'll get right on your bumper i went through the goddamn mcdonald's drive-thru and one of them you know you're in a drive-thru at 3 30 or in the morning and they have to they get like so close to you that you can't even see their lights and they're like rrr, rrr. you have a lot of 24-hour places near you yeah, I don't know that it's all that safe where I live now to have a 24-hour place. Most places well, close I mean, at like 11 or 12 at the latest. I just don't even care anymore. Like if I went <laughs> out and like somebody attacked me or somebody robbed me or something like that, number one, it would be something happening, like something different. And right. number two, maybe they'd kill me and then I wouldn't have to fucking do any of this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no more silver and gold. You know, you reach a certain age and it's like, okay, why do they keep you alive past a certain age? <laughs> you know, because it starts to get like really boring. The monotony after like 35 just... Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I, as I said last <laughs> week, I uh, I did I did get the promotion at work, and I do start training. So I had my my last week of of normal old work this week, which I couldn't have timed it better because there's some kind of like battery program or something for certain phones, and I bet it's just goddamn miserable to deal with. But I get to start training people next week. Yay! So you're not going to be a grunt anymore. I won't be as grunty. Yes. I'll probably still grunt myself, but not 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 at work. Um, just afterwards. Um, but uh, yeah. But other than that, it's just kind of been a, another generic week here. So, what, what have you? Uh, well, I think since you've been off, and maybe we'll try this out. Um, what have you? What are the? What are some um, some highlights and lowlights of what you've been watching? Because I assume if you haven't left the house, it's probably quite a bit. So if there's any. Uh, uh, definitely worth checking out or definite stinkers. Maybe we can start focusing on those. Okay. Um, I watched Nymphomaniac 1 and 2. Ooh. And those are both on Netflix. Um, I will say this. They're both good. I liked Nymphomaniac 2 better because it's actually Charlotte Gainsbourg that is getting all her nymphomaniac stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas in nymphomaniac one, it's this chick who is her playing her when she's younger. And I don't find her in the least bit attractive. So is (laughs) it, is it, is it a true sequel or is it, is it, Oh yeah. Or is it, was it all intended to maybe be one movie? It was one movie and I, and they, they took a giant meat cleaver and put it and cut it right down the middle. Gotcha. Um, but it's good. Both of them are really good. They're, they're, Probably, I think both of them are like a couple hours long. So it would be oh, like wow. a four-hour movie uh, if you watched it all together. But it's got some scenes in it. Um, it's more than just like a uh, dirty movie. Yeah. It does have some moments that are, let's just say, I don't know. If you're a dirty. weirdo, you'll probably like it. <laughs> <laughs> some some moments, but it's a serious movie about a serious okay. stuff, about a serious stuff. Okay, next thing I watched was a. Well, I can't even remember from the last time you just told me if it's a hit yeah, or miss. Highlight or low light? Highlight. This is the highlight. Okay. I bought this on VHS uh, a while back, and it set and set and set on my coffee table, and I decided to watch it. And it's called Elevator to the Gallows from 1958. Okay. Uh, it is uh, a censure pour les F à food. And it stars Jean Moreau. Uh, it is a very good movie. It's a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, watch it. Okay. Next thing I watched, it was good. <laughs> uh, next thing I watched was uh, on the this channel called Attack on the Iron Coast from 1968. Uh, it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next thing. Oh, uh, come on, computer. Uh, this was another this channel. I think it was on actually af- right after the attack on the Iron Coast. Uh, it's a middle of the rotor called No Good Deed. It's a it's a like a modern noir. It has a nice okay. cast: Samuel L. Jackson, Stellan Skarsgård, 
Let's see. This was kind of a highlight, but it was also disturbing enough that it's a highlight about a low-light subject. Homo sapiens (laughs) 1900. It's a documentary about um, eugenics, race hygiene, and Mm -hmm. the quest to improve the human race, which is some weird shit. Uh, I watched The Ballad of Ramblin' Jack, uh, which is on Netflix, and that is a documentary about Ramblin' Jack Elliot, who, if you watched uh, Inside Lewin Davis, he's the guy that inspired um, the guy that went outer space. Uh, Something Cody or whatever his name was in that, but it's pretty good. It's not a highlight, but it was all right. <laughs> I watched. To, maybe maybe we could skip those. Okay. <laughs> just if it's just all right. Like, I, I, yeah, something. I, I would say stuff that because I think our our it does. We do kind of ramble on sometimes, so maybe if we just like uh, focus on things we would definitely recommend or definitely avoid. Okay. You know what I mean. Let's see then. Well, that's it. <laughs> Everything else is just bleh. Well, I guess. Wow. Um, <laughs> you got nothing else. Um, well, uh, I, as I was saying to Zom, I uh, uh, hopped on the YouTube thread on our Facebook group and started digging through there, and yeah, you end up with a bunch of shit. But I did, cu- I did pull out a few. Um, by you know you you watch a movie or you see something on there then you see like the sidebar or whatever um but one i was surprised by that i kind of stumbled across this is um directed by um david a Pryor, who also directed final sanction that we're reviewing today but this is one i hadn't seen called rapid fire and this is i mean it's this is just as bad as any of his other movies but it's uh it, it was entertainingly bad um this didn't have really anybody I recognized at all except Joe Spinell, who looked really sickly. Um, but it's uh, the the main villain looks like he weighs about 150 pounds, and it was it, it made me laugh. Um, but yeah, Rapid Fire that one's on YouTube, so check it out. And then two I had never seen, which I am sad I had never seen, were American Ninja and American Ninja Two, um, both on YouTube, and both were pretty awesome. Um, obviously in a not good way, but, uh, Dudikoff plays a pretty boring ninja, but (laughs) he's still entertaining to watch and his hair always made me laugh. Um, and, uh, Steve James has little teeth. Small teeth. (laughs) Like when he, when he smiles, they're like little like chiclets. Like Andre the Giant teeth. Yeah, he has Andre the Giant teeth. Um, but movie's entertaining and, uh, the second one might be better than the first. Um, it's got some dumb comedy in it, but it still worked. Um, then I, I I also watched I rewatched Lego Movie, and it's still awesome, and I still recommend it. It was on sale on uh, iTunes for fifteen, so I picked it. Oop! Um, it was one I saw at the the former the theater formerly known as Dollar Fifty Theater, now two twenty five Theater. Um, still good. Get it. Watch it. Um, let's see and. Uh, Another one that surprised me, I watched um, one that I'd had sitting around um, 
Banditi a Milano, or the violent, or it's also called Violent Four. And this is a pretty early Ron Euro crime movie. Um, I was just in the mood to watch some Euro crime stuff, and I watched some other ones that were just kind of eh, but this one. This one stuck out, and maybe it was because it's early and it wasn't just trying to riff on something. Um, at times, it almost had like a documentary feel. It had like a news crew, and uh, Tomas Milian is in it, um, but he's not a major. Char- he's not the main character. Um, Jean Maria Volante is the main guy, and he's the main criminal in it, and he's very good. Um, but it's, there's a lot of talking to the camera and stuff, and it was kind of neat. It was a, it's a cool, cool Italian movie. Um, and then two shitballs I watched on YouTube were uh, Striker. I was kind of excited about this one. Enzo Castellari. Um, this is from 1988. And it has Frank Zagarino and uh, John Philip Law. And I honestly, I could tell you that I can hardly remember most of it. <laughs> it, was, it was so boring. Um, it takes place in Nicaragua. And yeah, a journal, a guy posing as a journalist going to rescue another journalist from the Sandinista prison and ugh. and then white ghost, which was very forgettable. And I recommend not watching it. Uh, this stars William cat. And he is like, he's living in the jungle in Vietnam where he's been like lost since the Vietnam war. And it takes place in the eighties. And, uh, he dresses like, well, was William cat the one in uh, blue lagoon? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who was in the first Blue Lagoon? Um. Anyway, he dresses like the guy. He looks like the guy from Blue Lagoon, sort of, because he wears a loincloth. <laughs> uh, skip it. Not very good. Um. Meh. Meh. And that's it. Everything else. Oh, and I did watch SummerSlam. Yeah. Um. SummerSlam was quite fun. Uh. Best one. It's the pay per view I've enjoyed the most since WrestleMania. Um, Brock Lesnar uh, totally obliterated John Cena, and John Cena did not make an appearance the following night at Raw, <laughs> probably for be- for the best. Uh, he got tossed around, and it looked bad. Um, but it was fun. It was a good pay per view. Even the even the um, the two divas matches weren't weren't too bad. It was Stephanie and Brie Bella, which wasn't much of a match, but still entertaining. And yeah, I had fun watching it. Uh, Gronky came over and. We laughed and yeah, it was good. And that's it. Um, anything else? No. Let's take a break and come back and talk about uh, what did I mention first? Let's do final sanction first. How about that? Final sanction. Final sanction. Zadar. We'll be right back. Movies need only three things. Badasses. You tell me who you want done, and I'll do the hell out of it. A chick with drive who don't take no jive. Boobs. Do you know that the female breast, known to be the source of life since Eve, can be deadly weapons? And body counts. Mathematics of murder 
and menace. The BBNBC podcast discusses lesser-known action, exploitation, and horror cult cinema. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, and SoundCloud by searching for BBNBC Podcast. You can also listen to each episode directly on the show's website at badassesboobsandbodycounts.com. Got the goddamn message? Let's go to work. Um, uh, final section, 1990. Um, did you have a preference? Would you take a lead on? Um, I would rather do the other one. Okay. Uh, you want to synopsize final sanction then? Yes. Uh, after war breaks out between the U.S. and Russia, the two countries decide to settle the conflict by putting its two best warriors into an arena in a fight to the death. As I said, directed by David A. Pryor. Written by David A. Pryor. Starring Ted Pryor um, as, uh, what do they call him? Botonic? B. Oh, okay. I was thinking like botany like <laughs> the whole time, but it's B.A. Tonic. Um, who uh, you might also know from uh, as Mike Danton from Deadly Prey. Um, he wears a lot more or a lot less uh, Daisy Dukes in this one. <laughs> um, also starring Robert Zadar and um, uh, William Smith makes a couple appearances <laughs> doing a very very good uh, Nikita Koloff impersonation. <laughs> big glasses. He's got a hold. He had to hide his old eyes. Yes. Um, so yeah, this is from uh, this is from 1990. This is uh, this is one I own on VHS. Actually, I, I own both the movies this week on VHS. Um, this one is almost a, and I can, I'm kind of curious if it would be, but it's almost a post-apocalyptic movie um, because you get news reports of such, but um, you don't actually see any waste um you hear about tens of thousands of people dying and such i'm wondering with if, if it had a higher budget if it would have shown a little more destruction or anything like that I, I posted a pretty awesome screenshot where it looked like model cars or something with a fake mushroom cloud in the background <laughs> um but it starts off with a really bad joke about a stealth bomber jacket with these two guys and then it just launches right into the uh Launches. Whoops! Right into right into the nuclear holocaust or nuclear explosion type stuff. Basically, um, the um, some I forgot who launched first, and you know, mutually assor- assured destruction and all that crap. And so instead of um, 
the two countries continuing to bomb each other, the leaders get together with, what did they have, like a brass bowl? The Joint Chiefs of, Chiefs of Staff. You don't see uh, the Russians voting on this, but you have the Joint Chiefs of Staff voting on how they're going to handle it, and it's, I guess, unanimous that instead of continuing an all-out war, they're going to have, they're going to pick two <laughs> soldiers to fight one-on-one in a couple mile radius place in Virginia. <laughs> Which they actually they actually did say Virginia. Right. Um so we as we're introduced to our main two soldiers, um it really pulls a lot from uh Rocky Four uh uh in a way. Um not that Mike Danton uh I'm gonna keep calling him that. Uh but Batonic is uh, he's a he's not he's not the all American like hero or anything like Sylvester Stallone was by Rocky Four. He is a, I guess he's kind of a piece of shit. He <laughs> he he's been in the military for a long time and is he's serving a prison sentence for they don't say who he murdered, do they? He murdered four murders and a well they uh, con- he got set up. Oh okay okay yeah he, he did, I don't think he murdered anybody. Okay, well, he's in prison serving time for a, a murder, four murders, and a conspiracy to assassinate the Secretary of State. Um, and he likes to fight in prison. And he now, I've, I think I've probably said this before, but like maybe more than ever, when he's fighting at the beginning of this, he looks so much like Christian Bale. Yes, he like, does. And he, oh my he god, has that, that kind of teeth. Like he does the some yeah, kind he, of a tooth. The way he speaks is just all the way down to talking thing. like yeah, talking like he has fangs. Yeah, like a, kind of an overbite sort of thing. But like later on in the movie, when you see him from profile, you, it loses it a little bit. But Jesus, like right dead on in the face, so much like Christian Bale. Um, so they uh, they they pull him out of this prison. He gets a, a you know they're going to pardon him if blah blah blah. Then. You have uh, Sergei, played by uh, Robert Zadar, who has the high-tech and brutal, quote-unquote, Soviet training, like uh, Dolph would have in Rocky IV. Um, by first, he's going through what appears to be some sort of warehouse with targets that zip out, and he throws... Now, I've never heard this anywhere other than this movie, but he throws these sharp, like, army spades... <laughs> <laughs> that he carries on his belt, no, it's, like a knife. It's the, I have a book about the Spetsnaz, and they're supposed to be. It's I guess it's supposed to be a real thing. They're supposed that to be very proficient thing. at using that, uh, like little shovel thing as a weapon. I used to have one of those when I was in Boy Scouts. It folds up. I mean, did, did I didn't you have throw a cool it at trees. One. Yeah, no, I did not. I didn't have one that. Um, mine, you had to like basically unscrew and then fold out the actual blade of the shovel and then screw it back together to tighten it again. Mm. It did fold up. Now Zadar's had a hook handle on it, um, and he could like flick his arm, and they would unfold and be ready to throw. And he threw them bullseye every time, of course. So he must. I I, I just was amazed that I don't know where he had them all because he <laughs> yeah. must have threw like twenty or thirty of them, and like you know he didn't seem. <laughs> and like they're he small. Had, like, I mean, yeah, they they are the portable spades, so they're not just knives. I mean. They're not just throwing knives. These are big. These are you know two feet long each. So just have a plethora of them on his body somewhere, under his chin. Now, 
Durant, yeah, Durant, poor guy. And uh, then you, um, you see him actually pull when he's preparing for battle. You see him pull out four. Now, don't you don't ever see them hanging off his belt or anything, but um, he does have four with him. But I think he only uses two of them when they're actually fighting. So he trains with a lot more. But that's interesting. I didn't know that was actually a thing. Yeah. Um, and um, after they forcibly remove Danton, damn it, uh, <laughs> uh, Bat- Botanic, I almost called him Batista too. We'll just call him Danton Batista. Um, after they forcibly uh, remove Botanic and um, he wakes up and he has been implanted with some sort of device in his chest that allows this woman with a kind of an annoying southern accent to Ugh. talk in his head. Um, and she... <laughs> what, he, he didn't like her? She was the worst. <laughs> Renee Klein had, He's like flirting uh, with her. He's never seen her. Yeah. I mean, for all he knew, he's like, you know, uh, if I do this, then uh, you got to let me take you out to dinner. She could have showed up and been a fucking ugly troll. Which, I mean, well, she horse. wasn't, I don't know. She, just, I mean, she wasn't hideous, but. No, she wasn't that great looking and she was annoying as shit. Yeah. Dragon um, lady. He called her dragon lady. But uh, through the implant in his chest. Somehow they talk to him in his brain, like he can just hear her voice, and then he can talk out loud, and she can hear him, and they have a way to like make him either sick or have a headache. Now, they say it's in his chest. I don't know why they just didn't say they put the implant in his brain. It would have made a lot more sense. Um, but regardless, he's going against his will, as where um, uh, William Smith uh, is training... Uh, Sergei Skakov to be a, a ruthless killer in this battle of the one-on-one battle. Um, I didn't so, understand the whole thing with the Russian roulette. I didn't understand why that was the worst. No one has ever survived the worst because I was like, okay, is he supposed to or is he not supposed to? It was level 10, man. Is he supposed to fall? Because I kept thinking, okay, the thing was he's supposed to follow orders without question and he would like pull the trigger and it would just go the, click or something. But it, <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I, I the, just didn't get it. I think it was supposed to, it, he was supposed to show that no matter what, even if it was his own mother in front of him, getting ready to die, begging for her life, that he would value his, orders? his survival over all else. Cause they're training oh. him to be a survivalist. Cause you would um, think, you know, the military always teaches you to follow orders without question. So they basically taught him not to follow orders. What? Uh, you are such a coward, Sergey, that you would let your mother die to survive. <laughs> and he had all those things. Oh, there's uh, what are those things called? The leads? No, the um, the sticky things that you like. They do your heart rate stuff with. Um, he had those stuck all over his head and stuff. And I guess this device that they hooked him up to was making him hallucinate or, or whatever. And it showed first, uh, uh, it would show William Smith like with his dad, and then William Smith with Sergey's mom. And she was like, "Don't let me die, Sergey. Don't do it." You know, in this very generic um, little curly-haired old lady. But <laughs> and uh, then we go back to uh, we got we go back to uh, God damn it. 
I'm just going to call him Danton because I can't remember his name. We'll go back to Danton's training, and he's sitting there like a real American eating burger and fries and drinking an RC cola. He never wears shoes when he's training. He doesn't really train. He just sits there. He just um, he, he eats burgers and RC. I wonder if that, I wonder how much RC paid them for product placement. Yeah, it was probably they probably had to pay for Coke, so they chose RC. <laughs> um, but uh, RC. this guy that hates him um, from the military, come, he's he's tasked with briefing him, um, and he's basically just. You know, showing him all these maps and everything. Danton could care less. His feet are up on the table, and he's like, "I've made my own." He's drawing. What was it? He was drawing some kind of USA something on his on his notebook. He was like like the Earth and like a big flag coming out of the United States with the stars and the stripes or something ridiculous. Um, Looked like something you would draw on the edge of your notebook in school when you were supposed to be paying attention. Yeah, airplanes going stupid shit. He um. But he has his. He has made his own list of of uh, stuff that he wants to take into battle, which includes some sort of gun with a grenade launcher and a, of course, the Desert Eagle pistol that I don't know that anybody could fire steadily. <laughs> I've seen those things. Um, but uh, oh, and uh, a roll of quarters. Now, I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, "Why the hell?" And I was thinking. Maybe it's going to be like old, like an old wrestling match, and he's going to hold the roll of quarters in his hand for like a big final punch, and like the quarters explode or something. Now I'm kind of curious. I'm not going to spoil it, but what he ends up doing with the quarters, like, do you think that's really why he wanted them? Was he planning that all along, or? I guess he could have <laughs> just was... left a pile of shit in the floor. You know? Yeah, I don't know. it was kind of dumb. I didn't <laughs> understand. Or shit in the floor, and just like did you know, like took his finger and. I know he could have drawn something. It would have been a lot yeah. more effective. Drew, drew like off a big dick again. going into a guy with a big chin's mouth and <laughs> shit. Uh, but uh, I love uh, this. So the first the first half of the movie is just them them uh, getting ready, and then the last half is them having their. I don't know what this movie's even pulled from. Is this is this like anything else? I mean, it's not really like dangerous game or anything like that because both of them are kind of hunting each other although it does end up more being of course the you know as as a uh, good 80s action movie would the the unstoppable russian machine versus the the witty uh american the smart ass smart ass americans they they really they really kind of hunt each other so i don't know what it's actually like with just one-on-one but Almost the whole second half of the movie is just them kind of trying to blow the shit out of each other in with guns, and uh, that would be a different movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna blow the shit out of you. <laughs> but uh, I love I. It might be my favorite little sequence in the whole movie. But Zadar getting ready, um, like putting clipping his spades on his belt and. Complete with the ripoff of uh, Rambo, where he's tying the headband around his head, <laughs> and uh, he then loves like headbands. God, it'd have to be it's... a headband as big as my belt to fit around his head. <laughs> but uh, and then it goes to, uh, of course, uh, uh, Danton, who has uh, his Ozzy Osbourne patch and his. Was he wearing a denim vest also? Mm, no, um, I think it's just like one of those uh, tactical vests that has no. all these pockets and shit, like cable. Yeah. But um, or, no, like or like anything that uh, 
Lee Field draws. Those uh, what's his assholes that were in WWF? The the fucking uh, the three of them. Now they broke. Oh, up. the Shield. Yeah, he one had, of them. Uh, he's still he uh, pockets. He still wears the tactical vest. Yeah, uh, one of them. Uh, Roman Reigns. Um. So yeah, I mean, like I said, a lot of the second half of the flick is just them. Trying to blow each other up. Um, they're uh, and all the while you have the annoying Southern accent lady uh, saying, "He's right on top of you. He's right on top of you." Damn, um, he's right. Oh, damn. <laughs> ban, ban, banaka, bana, botanic. He's right on botanic. top of you, botanic. Turn around, so, he's right there. So through his device in this chest, they can um, they can track him, and they say. Now, I don't know why the Russians would be on board with this, but they say that they can track him by stuff that they've planted in the ground so they can follow his heat track. And I was like, well, don't, didn't the Russians have any input on the on the training ground also? You'd think if the whole fate of the world was uh, in the balance and the whatever. Yeah, I guess when you have Zadar, you don't have to worry too much. But You could just hear his so like, they, chin knocking down trees and stuff as he stomps through the bushes. <laughs> Now it was this movie, I think, that um, it is. I first noticed that uh, Zadar's chin was actually fleshy and not bony. Yeah, because always it jiggles and stuff. It, it does jiggle because there's a there's a scene where he gets shot in the shoulder. Spoiler alert, I guess. And <laughs> he he takes what looks like chewing gum or something, he, like sticks it in the bullet hole. But he's like, <laughs> you know, like sh- like shivering and sweaty, and his chin's just really jiggly. Well, I think. He started getting fatter, and when he started putting on some weight, because when he's when he's younger, it doesn't look as uh, like a big piece of meat. Well, he was like, think about, because um, the first time I ever saw him was was Tango and Cash yeah. when I was a kid, and he it looked like he had a bony, big bony chin in that one. Yeah, I need to see that movie again. One of my all-time favorites, except the the DVD uh, does not have the full scene of Zadar getting electrocuted. Mm. They cut it out. They cut out that, and they cut out um, they cut out the two of them, Tango and Cash, getting electrocuted too. For some reason, there's Can't like there's have like that. that was just too. Uh, that was um, was that was too, too much. Too much. Kurt Russell they still and drag show Kurt Russell and Stallone's assholes. <laughs> assholes. Yeah. Um, that was the extended cut, the, the in the shower, the asshole scene in the shower. <laughs> Wash my asshole, <laughs> you bastard of baseball. <laughs> I ordered one of those hats, by the way. Yeah. The uh, the uh, battered bastards of baseball. Yeah, the uh, the Portland uh, Mavericks hats. I ordered one from uh, Ebbets dot com. But. Um, there's a. Uh, I'm wondering in one part of their fight how Danton manages to lose Sergey after. So Ser- he he tricks Sergey into basically fucking grenading the shit out of himself, and there's hardly any smoke in the air at all. And somehow Danton stands up and doesn't. He doesn't even look away, and and fucking Sergey is gone. Zudar has disappeared. Hey, they <laughs> like had that in that fucking. Um sabotage movie when uh, Schwarzenegger kills the crazy chick in the trunk of the car mm-hmm. the female cop's standing right there and she goes what did you just do? What did you just do? And he goes just walk away she turned her back for like two seconds and to talk to the her uh, partner and when they turn back around they go where'd he go? Where'd he go? 
And they're in the street. I mean, where the fuck? I mean, (laughs) there's no undergrowth in this forest. There's no like the trees are not any bigger than you'd see anywhere you ever go in the woods. Yeah, he just he just vanished in a in a slight haze. Like he's gonna just like be so stealthy, you know, in his super skin tight black pants and shiny boots. He does like. I think he likes wearing skinny pants. He does, man. He wears. They look like tights. Because he wears them in this, and then there's that. Have you ever seen? Um, there's a, a the that one um, uh, Amir Shervan movie he's in where he's like he comes out of the hotel room sucking in his gut, and like his pants are super tight there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I wish he had. I wish he did long hair in this because on the poster they definitely gave him long hair. So I wish he had long hair, but. I guess that it's wouldn't have been as Russian. Voice too, you would expect him to. You talk like this, anyway. but I mean, he's his voice doesn't kind of match up with his big, <laughs> odd look. Um, Giant Baba face. The yeah, I mentioned the quarters. Um, the um, you get the uh, inevitable swerve at the end. Like I guess that I won't go into, but uh, the FBI kind of gets involved, and man. I don't know where they cast these red, these redneck-looking FBI agents, but these two dudes—they're—they're they're obviously wearing these well fake members-only jackets. They both have the hor- these horrible like dirt lip mustaches, <laughs> and their sunglasses don't match, even though their outfits do. But uh, I laughed about that. But the uh, well, I'll, I'll let you fill, fill in some stuff here. What did you think of this? Um, I like when um, oh, he was throwing those fucking uh little shovels at Dan or whatever and that fucking chick says something to the something to him about it and he go he said uh you know he's gonna stick one of them up his ass. Oh and she does a little smirk. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I mean like they had that that uh whole thing where he's flirting with her and she's like at first she's real cold but she's just horrible i mean she's not a good actress i kind of almost felt sorry for her because it's like somebody that you would get at like a college or a high school drama department and you let them and but they're really not that good and um it was just brutal uh he's funny he still fucking looked pretty good i mean he he wasn't quite as jacked as what he was when he was Mike Danton, but at the beginning, um, they when they show him um, with his shirt, he he has his clothes oh, on yeah. first, and he looked kind of small fighting that big hillbilly guy in the prison. But then when he <laughs> took his shirt off, he he kind of had more like a Ricky Steamboat kind of a build. He wasn't like real bulky because when he was Mike Danton, he looked like his he looked really especially those Daisy Dukes. You know, his thighs look real big and everything. Now he just, he looks still muscular, but not like that big. Right, right. Because for a second, I, I didn't look and see who was in this or whatever. And I, I, when he was fighting the guy in the prison with no shoes on and shit at the beginning, I didn't know it was him because <laughs> he had all his clothes on and stuff. And then when he took his clothes off, he started talking. I'm like, that's, f-. I, I went, Danton, Mike, <laughs> Danton. And uh, so anyway, um, it pretty much when when I was thinking about talking about this movie, I started thinking, I was like, okay, well, once you get to where they're just like stalking each other and shooting each other, I mean, you know, what can you say? <laughs> but I mean, yeah. that, that's what they do. 
But um, there was a time where Zadar gets horribly disfigured <laughs> 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 from a from a goddamn. I like when they have explosions that are like a goddamn a bomb going off, and then the, the guy like kind of walks away with it, walks away from it, and has like a, a nick on his arm or something. But that yeah, was kind of w- cool. There's one escape from maybe the biggest explosion in the movie that they don't go into at all. Like, how the hell does anybody get out of that? Yeah. But, I mean, maybe he had some special powers because he did disappear before, right well, before Dan And, and what were those little buildings, those empty buildings? I'm curious what they found. They must have found these, and they're like, man, this would be a great yeah. place to film a, and nobody a one-on-one battle. Up, you know, they probably get... Somebody probably paid him to blow it up to get yeah, rid of it. Yeah, it was like these empty cement block, like, tin-roofed buildings. They were all in a row. They were all painted white, and they had no windows or doors. It was weird. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I also like... Um, William Smith was good in this just because he he s- sort of seemed just like the same guy he played in, like, Red Dawn and probably a million other movies <laughs> where he's got a beret on. He looks exactly the same, you know. He, he has that gravity, you know, like Nicky Koloff <laughs> or something. Um, but it was good. I, th- I, w- I almost actually watched it twice because nice. I enjoyed it so much, you know. I thought it was pretty entertaining. I, I like uh, Ted fucking Pryor. I think he's... He's uh, he could have been somebody. He should have been in some kind of expendable something or other. He's you better check than Randy out, Couture. Check out that other one, the other um David A. Pryor movie um that I mentioned earlier. The uh Ooh, he wrote Future Zone, which has been on my on my map. Um Oh by the, rapid- I did order I ordered um Deadliest Prey, the sequel to Oh the remake or the uh, the, the sequel. I just after I watched this, I was like, "Man, I, wanted, I watched the uh, the trailer for Deadliest Prey, where he says in Vietnam they called me the best, and he has like the fucking M16. He holds it up and he goes, i 'I'm still the best.'" And I was like, "Got like a big heart on and fucking got on my fucking <laughs> like a moron." <laughs> it was check an out, ch- check out Rapid Fire because it's pretty bad, but it's entertainingly bad. Um, you might like that one. Same director, so. David uh, we can get our ratings here. This is uh, this is one I've seen this like three times now, and um, yeah, it is on YouTube. If you wanted to check it out, I I uh, I do like this one a lot too. I give it a seven and a half out of ten. Seven point five out of ten. I will give it a. I'll give it an Two. eight. I really like. Oh, nice! I thought it was fucking. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and back to real quick to Zadar's mystical abilities. Um, he does um, heal amazingly well from third degree burns of the face. <laughs> you know, I never even thought about that. Considering the <laughs> ending, I never thought about that until you just said that. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, it, makes it even funnier. I'm like, Jesus Christ, no shit. Like charred skin to well, nothing. Helped them. They had like some kind of a. Well, if they have the if they if they have the ability to give you a chest implant to let you somebody talk in your head telepathically, then they probably have the ability to cure third degree burns too. That one guy, the the the, the guy that was uh, Danton's foil from the American military, he was a jerk. He was. He got hit. He got his. I'll just say that he couldn't stand. He was like a bootlicking asshole that would probably, if they told him get down and. 
suck General Patton's dick, he'd do it. But then Danton would like break every rule and fucking still be better than him. That was awesome because it made him mad. <laughs> Should have saved the roll of quarters for that asshole. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I was going to say stick him up his ass, but he could take one of his shovels. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a break and come back and we'll talk about the. Uh, De- dead end shitty <laughs> from shitty we'll be right back yes yes if I had a podcast I'd podcast in the morning I'd podcast in the evening all over the swamp I'd talk about Hamlet I'd talk about Amicus I talk about every tenuous blink in between, especially about meal coloring. Amicus.com. say rapid fire because i had it open dead end city um let's see uh the government's new urban renewal policy results in street gangs fighting for control of the inner cities while most of the residents flee one factory owner determines to determines to fight the gangs for his property (laughs) okay yeah is determined to fight the gangs for his property yeah, directed by Peter Yuval. Never heard of him. Starring Dennis Cole. Dennis Cole? Chief Felker? That's not starring him, jerk. Starring Gregory <laughs> Scott Cummins and Robert Zadar. <laughs> Dennis Cole was the, the big name Hollywood actor in this. <laughs> Who the hell is Dennis Cole? I remember Dennis Cole. He was Do on you really? Soaps. Yeah, and his son was the one that uh, got killed when... Him, him and Henry Rollins got robbed. Oh. He, so it's he also was, starring Christine Lundy, or Lund. Ah, you know what's funny about her? She has a big, nice, uh, big tits that she doesn't wear a bra in this movie. And I swear, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna f- I guarantee you she's got n- naked pictures on the internet because she's probably a penthouse pet or something like that. I couldn't find even hardly one picture of her at all. I'm looking now. Although she is in apparently a movie called Man Killers from 1987. I looked that up too, and I couldn't find any pictures from that. Oh my God! It is directed by David A. Pryor. There you go. <laughs> it's on YouTube. I think I know what I'm watching tonight. Today. Uh, anyway, let's see. This movie is uh, Dead End City from 1988, <laughs> aka Dead End Shitty. <laughs> it's, uh, 
Uh, now, right off the bat, I, had, I took notes from this, so it's going to be a, a horrible review because I'm going to like look at my notes. Um, I had I had high hopes for this one because yeah, it starts off awesome. You got a guy named George Scott Cummins. Now he is also <laughs> known as Greg Cummins, or no, not George Scott, Gregory <laughs> Scott Cummins, also known as Greg Cummins. Cummins. <laughs> He plays Jack. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. He plays yeah. Jack Murphy. <laughs> well, I was watching the goddamn. Uh, <laughs> I was watching that Mid Atlantic uh, wrestling thing documentary. Oh, George Scott. George Scott. <laughs> so for some reason, I just looked and I saw George Scott. So great. So it's Gregory Scott Cummins, aka Greg Cummins. <laughs> okay. Now he he his family owned this like factory, and uh, so it, this is sort of, I don't know if I'd say post-apocalyptic, but it's definitely urban squalor. It's yeah. like Detroit right now. Um, and yeah. So he goes up there and he's like going to do something. I don't even remember what. But anyway, he hooks up with his bland, white milk toast friend who's a fucking douche. They and they drive are. up they, there. They, they huh? both were so boring to be... Everybody like, in this these... was boring except Zadar. <laughs> except Zadar. Everybody was so forgettable. Well, I, uh, Christine, Christine Lund was memorable in ways just because I kept hoping that her silk blouse would somehow fall open. And when she would run, her big tits would bounce around. But even she was <laughs> like a generic 1980s... Uh, she kind of looks like Erica Alaniac that was in uh, uh, that uh, Steven Seagal train movie, or not train movie, the boat movie, the, the uh, battleship yeah, under, movie where she comes out of the cave. Of course, she had long hair in that, but she's got like long, uh, really teased at the top hair, yeah, blonde hair, big fucking black eyebrows, and tan. Even her lips look tan. So I mean, <laughs> she. she is one of these chicks that would be like in, like I said, like Penthouse magazine or something, and she'd probably have a really hot body, but she's just kind of like, I don't know. She's, I don't know. She, um, now, she... She wasn't in very much. No. And, but it's funny that the ba- that the, the gang in this was called The Rats, R-A-T-T-S, because when I saw her, I, was, I said she was probably listening to Rat on her drive over, and that's before I remembered, I realized the name of the band. Or she was uh, a big rat that was getting yeah. fucked by Jimmy Valiant and the Rock and Roll <laughs> Express. She's probably the one that pooped on the coffee table. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, anyway, these, these assholes, you know, there's this gang of assholes, the, the rats. And they're kind of like a really low-budget, uh, shitty motorcycle gang kind of a thing, sort of. Yeah. Um, and they just go go around this area that's like really depressed, and like they're like, "Hey, there's somebody's house with the lights on. Let's go in," you know. And they just go into somebody's <laughs> fucking house. That's the guy's watching TV, and I actually had a note that they were he was watching like an old standard old TV. And they shot it from the back, and you could see the tubes like glowing out of the back of it, which was <laughs> kind of took me back to the old days. I can't, um, I can't remember if I've ever said this on the show, but that when he, when they bust in on him watching TV, it reminded me of this time. I lived in this uh, really shitty apartment, ground level apartment in um, in Greenville, um, which is a crappy college town about you know in in North Carolina, but the. Um, I was sitting there in 
wearing only a pair of shorts and I was sitting on the floor and I had a tube TV and I was watching I was watching wrestling on uh, antenna and like on t- <laughs> like local nice. the local show of SmackDown and somebody walks into my front door because all the apartments look the same and this woman just like walks in like <laughs> like it's her place Jesus. and there was this weird like like awkward moment where we looked at each other I was I wasn't even sitting on the couch I was sitting on the floor cross legged and I look up at her and she looks at me and it, you know it felt like a whole minute passed it was probably like two seconds she's like. I, I'm sorry, and like, it just she's thinking, right back "What are you out. doing in my apartment?" And you're thinking, "What are you doing in my apartment?" <laughs> yeah, it was really funny though. I remember my uncle, uh, my uncle, and a couple of his buddies went fishing, and they stayed in this motel. And they said that in the middle of the night, this guy just starts pounding on their door, "Let me in! Let me in!" Like you know, and he <laughs> thought they were in there fucking his girlfriend or something. And they're like, "Should we open?" The, you know. Should we even open it enough to fucking tell this guy? They're like, there ain't nobody in here. And he goes, I know you're in there, you know? And they're like, well, goddamn, what the fuck? Because the guy was really drunk. But I, I think, I don't know how they finally got it, got rid of him. But, man, what? <laughs> Let me I, in. I love, that, in. I love the first bit of violence in this when there's just like a random like prostitute standing there. And she's like, got a light? And the guy just boosh, blows her <laughs> Yeah, machine gun out of the back of his car. They were just, they were like, uh, there was no rhyme or reason to, well, I guess there was, but, you know, but anyway, yeah. you think, okay, there's a chick, you know, there's a marauding gang of, of dudes that they probably grab her and rape her or something, but they're just like, you know, but when they were beaten <laughs> up, they just break into this, that couple's house and they just start beating on them. And, um, when they were punching the guy, it sounded like if somebody was hitting you with a fat Albert bat, like the sound effects. Like a boom, boom, boom. Um, blonde titties get shotgunned in back. That was the that was the prostitute. Blonde yeah. titties. Like no, that was I love the pro- when you that take was notes the, how stupid they are. That was the woman that in the apartment. Yeah, that's true. They did. The, yeah, because they they pulled her uh, clothes it's, down, and she did have a nice rack, and she had like white, uh, really white. Yeah. Um, so blonde titties did get shotgunned in the back <laughs> with a giant squib. It's like her entire back was an explosive. I love when, uh, um, I think it was the cop. Um, for some reason I was thinking it was Ronnie Cox from one man force, but that was fucking another movie. Sort of the same thing. Um, the cop is in, I think it was Dennis Cole was in his office and his secretary comes in and says, there's some government idiot outside. Do you want to? Uh, do you want me to give him the runaround? And the guy was standing right behind her. <laughs> so you know what? She she doesn't even say it with, and it fits back with us talking about everybody being bland in this. That she comes in and she could be. She couldn't be more plain. Like she's she's what's his face's secretary, George yeah, Scott's right. secretary, and <laughs> she Jack Murphy. Um, and and she just walks in and she's like, "There's a there's some government idiot outside." Should I give him the runaround? Like she's not even like acting like it's a. <laughs> she's well, annoyed. Prob- in in these movies, they probably just got like people they knew and said, "You want to be in a movie?" You know, we don't, we won't, we and said they wouldn't have to pay him or something because there was a lot of people like that in this one. Um, Zadar is like, I mean, he doesn't look like a motorcycle gang guy. He's got like a almost like a dress suit jacket on and a tie with no shirt. 
I think he did have a shirt, but it was like, you know, of course, had like a... It was, yeah, unbuttoned down to the navel. And it said he, rats on the back, but he looks stupid. Yeah, he didn't He kind of, He kind. didn't really fit in with the rest of the, the gang because it looked like he was wearing the suit jacket, but when they showed the back, he had a patch, so it made yeah. it look kind of punk rock, and I think that's kind of what they were going for. It was like a combination punk rock and a biker gang is what and they seem to be. I had the same pants and boots that he wore in the other movie. In this <laughs> Shiny black boots up to his knees and pants that are so tight that black pants that look like tights. Um, now there is a stunt in this where um, the bad guys, the rats, you know, who are you? Well, uh, uh, if, if you're going to kill me, I want to at least know what your name is. Rats. That's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the rats are chasing George Scott Cummins. And, just, uh, well, just go, Cummins. just go with it. And uh, they're they're in their car, uh, their pickup truck, and <laughs> the rats are chasing them, and they're kind of doing the side by side thing and everything. And this fucking stunt man, he fucking falls off the back of that truck. And you know how usually if, if you're if the truck's moving, and the guy falls off the truck, they roll. Or something, or they slide, mm-hmm, or, roll or mm-hmm. whatever. He went like a dart, like a lawn dart, head first right into the concrete, and just stopped. And I thought that fucker had to have gotten hurt. I mean, uh, I was amazed. I was like, Jesus Christ, that just did not look good. He didn't look like it, he know, landed on his chest or his back or anything. He just landed like head first. They, what, el- what else didn't look good was right before he fell off that like he has like the weakest swings ever with this like oh, yeah. little wimpy log. He's trying to beat the top of their truck. Well, <laughs> Why even bother trying to get rid of them? They, they All probably he was had doing to take just... the truck back and, and they didn't want to, ha- you know. Uh, <laughs> you asshole, you're going to dent the rental. That's my truck, dude. Um, there was one scene in this, okay. It's basically uh, Jack Murphy and this it's almost like a siege movie like uh, assault on precinct 13 except they're held up in this this uh factory and the rats are trying to get in there and get to them but there's really not enough rats to make it like a swarming thing plus right. the rats are like really incompetent and they just get fucking <laughs> i mean they the, murphy's gang just fucking shoots them like they're there's, there's only four of them and they're mowing yeah. down the rats like <laughs> like no but other there's there's a scene where zadar and Murphy, like Zadar has his people, and Murphy has his like nine oh two one oh reject people, uh, which is <laughs> one of, like there was a blind guy, there was his douche friend, there was a douche guy that that tried to uh, get in there with him because he was hiding and he was annoying as shit. He was the he was the Bill Paxson of we're gonna fucking die, man, we're gonna fucking die here. <laughs> and uh, there was a a nerd chick, and then big hot. Silk, silky blouse, no bra. Eighties hair. Eighties hair reporter. I bet, I bet she wore high waisted panties. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. With <laughs> one of those thongs that makes your ass look like it's like eight feet long. Long but ass. They had like a standoff where all their people had guns on Zadar's people, and all Zadar's people had guns. So if they would have started shooting, they all got killed. And they do a close up of Murphy's face, and he's staring at Zadar. And he licks his lips. And then they show Zadar, and they do a close-up of his face, and he licks his lips. And, the, and then they decide, okay, well, I'm going to get you, you know. And so they they leave, you know, because they figure, okay, we don't want to all kill each other. Um, let's see, Zadar has a soft voice for a big Hulk. <laughs> he kind of does. Um, 
Now, there's uh, who I'm trying to think who this was. Oh, one of the guys that's with Murphy. Um, he takes his coat off, and he has. Oh no, it was Murphy. Murphy takes his jacket off, and he's got this giant sweat stain on the back of his shirt. But he has no sweat stains under his armpits, and he's not sweating. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, what if they sprayed his back just for effect? Oh yeah, definitely. Because it just didn't look right. It looks stupid. Um, sidekick looks at Dork and says. <laughs> 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 These notes are great. Okay. Um, he looks... At, okay. The sidekick guy to Murphy, who was so bland, they look like people that would be like in Young and the Restless or something like that. I, looks, especially especially George Scott. Like oh, yeah. that dude. Like, I I don't know if I'd seen him in... Well, uh, looking at his list, like... I've never seen him in anything. He was in Cliffhanger. He was in Batman Returns. He was in Italian Job. Like, the Who did he play Batman Returns? Waiter. I don't know, but he. Uh, I, I'm sure I've seen him before. <laughs> Let's see, Batman Returns. Let me see who he played in Batman Returns. <laughs> oh wait, in Batman Returns he played Acrobat Thug One. <laughs> Acrobat Thug One. Oh yeah, Acrobat. I remember him. He. There's there's some bad. I think it must be some bad editing in this where something was supposed to be said and it either got cut out or they didn't say it because his sidekick <laughs> says um, he looks at the blind guy. And he goes, wait, let's listen to what he has to say. But the way it was done, it was like Murphy says something, and then the blind guy either was supposed to give the other guy a look like, oh, Jesus, or he was supposed to say something. And there was nothing there, so he, he just like looks over to this, at this guy and goes, wait, let's see what he has to say. And it didn't hmm. fit. It was like something got cut. Um, let's see. I have a, a lot of my notes say dorks. Uh, like dork uh, looks so and so looks at dork dork what do we do now and the other person they i mean okay all these fucking rats are shooting at him and the one guy just looks over and goes what do we do now and they go shoot back you know and it was that animated the dialogue it was just like no shoot back you dumb motherfucker or something like that you know just in the back. in the first shootout i don't know how many times they recycled the the shots of the two of them firing down at a 45 degree angle yeah. i think they used it like 15 times and and they're up on like on the second level of this uh, they had a montage where they kind of uh armored up the the front of the the factory but with wooden boards yeah, they're they're up on the top like a balcony shooting down at Zadar's people who are wa- right out in the open, and Zadar is like hiding behind a six inch pipe. <laughs> but he doesn't get just, hit. Yeah, he's just standing out in the middle of the open, and there's this this uh, this uh, uh, pipe that's like I said, it's probably about six inches wide. That's just kind of going down at an angle, and he's standing behind it for cover. This is <laughs> stupid. Um, his 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 gang just got the fucking living. Sh- the first time when they were trying to attack the uh, the factory I mean they just they just like killed so many of them and there was this one girl in the gang and I thought at first I was like Jesus Christ she looks like she has a giant skunk uh, she had like a big skunk <laughs> haircut and then she had these big things hanging off of it that went down behind her almost like a cape it was it was really stupid <laughs> and she rode the motorcycle by herself. Yes, and and she was known in the credits as like motorcycle gang leader. 
Oh. So they, it was, they weren't sexist. They had a lead. There's one guy in it, and I have no idea how to figure out who it is because almost nobody in this movie has a picture on their IMDb. But he says, um, time, like, there's this one of the gang members says, like, time to say goodnight or something like this at one point. And I, as soon as he said that and smiled, I was like, holy shit, I've seen this guy in something else. And I had no idea how to look him up. It was because, Christian Bale. <laughs> also was known Bale. as Gregory Cummins. But there's so there's like there's literally let's see one two three there there's there are more than ten people credited as gang men. Holy shit! Okay, there's a lot of friends in this. I guarantee <laughs> you, there's these people did not get paid. Um, they, all of a sudden, just in all during all this carnage and all this shooting and everything, uh, this reporter and a and a cameraman just come in the door like there's just nothing. And it was kind of funny because they were. Like doing a takeoff on how you know reporters are you know just oblivious and they're not even they're just reporting that uh, Jack Cummins Gregory Jack Cummins Murphy, George Scott uh, George Scott that he was this uh, <laughs> you said Jack Cummins it was jo- Jack Murphy yes Jack Murphy Jack Scott who was played Murphy. by Gregory Cummins aka Gregory Jack Scott Cummins. George George. Um, he, they just come in and they already have the story. They're like re- doing a, a live uh, report, and they already have a story that Jack is like a a terrorist or something like that. And he's like, "What the fuck?" But you <laughs> notice right off the bat that this chick has this white silk blouse on, and I mean, it's it's not obvious because of the nipple deal, and it's not like skin tight; it's loose. But those fuckers were swinging, man. They were nice. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it oh. took way too long to she- to show titties in this movie, and yeah, and it wasn't even hers, and that pissed me off. Plus, then her and Jack have like this uh, running thing where he he doesn't like smart ass her like Danton did in the other movie or Banak Banak Balatnik whatever Botanic 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 but. <laughs> He there's several moments where they're like kind of like uh, there's a lull and they n- think they're gonna die and everything and he kind of tries to put some moves on her but she just like rejects him over and over and over and it got old after a while. I was like, come on, okay, you got a chick that looks like this with big tits. You purposely make her not wear a bra and run and all this shit and then she never shows her tits. Spoiler nope. alert. And they never <laughs> fuck. Another spoiler alert. And, and I was waiting for that the whole time. But then I was like, okay, well, why would they do this? And you would think a movie that was this low budget that they wouldn't mind showing tit. Well, then they just have like a couple of gratuitous tit things that had they. One really of them was really weird out. because it was just two random gang members standing in a dark hallway. Yeah. And like the chicks just standing there talking to a dude. Didn't She's leaning against anything, the wall, and, you never and she didn't have a shirt on. It's like she has a jacket on and a shirt. There was one scene where uh, Zadar was just kind of like hanging out with a chick and he was sitting down like I guess drinking a beer smoking a cigarette and on the floor with this girl and one of his uh, lackeys comes in and starts challenging like we need to get in there da, da, da. well Zadar stands up you know and he's like oh really and he grabs the guy by the throat and shows his superiority like his alpha male superiority but my note says Zadar chokes the guitar player from Loverboy so <laughs> I guess the guy kind of looked like him uh, <laughs> Silk blouse, no bra. We already had that. Big Titty says, 
I find. All right, so little uh, glitch there. Um, I was going to ask you. So, what are our characters' names so far? We've got big titties. We have uh, George Scott. We George Scott. <laughs> um, yeah, everybody's Dork's got a everybody's got a very boring or a rat. Dork or rat. Um, so, what does big titties say? Okay, are we recording now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> big titty. I guess the, the this bad guy comes upon her, and he says something like he wants about about fucking her or something, and she says, "I find your delusions amusing." And he goes, <laughs> "So do I." Like that doesn't even make. I mean, it was stupid. Um, okay. Let's see. I said that she looked like an '80s porn star. When was this made? Eighty-eight. Okay, well, so she does look like an 80s porn star. Um, let's see. Oh, the blind guy. He's supposed to be blind. Now, of course, we have Big Titty. We have George Scott. We have uh, Blind Dork. Uh, and Blind Dork, who is supposed to be blind, obviously, uh, but for some reason, when he talks to people, he, he looks at them, and then if he's talking to another person, he looks over at them. You know, it's kind of like, okay, I'm sorry, but you're supposed to be blind. But he's a, he must hear very well because he one-shot kills a dude through a roof, and you get a dummy fall through a fogged window. Yeah, that was pretty funny. You know, <laughs> it would have been even funnier if it would have been one of his own people walk, climbing up on the roof, a dumb asshole. Yeah. Um, Jack wants to fuck, but blondie brown eyebrows just keeps blowing him off. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh. Blind, oh, okay. I can't say that one because that's a spoiler. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're supposed to be... No, I can't say that one either. Man, there's some spoilers in this. Um, now, I did not think that Zadar's chin was as big in this one as this it was. This is two years prior. He looks this is two years prior. Yes, he, he does look a look, like his face looks um, thinner. And there's times when he's talking that I swear to God, there's times like when he was having a scene with Dennis Cole or whoever and he's actually acting and they would show him at a certain angle and he'd be looking up. I thought he looked like fucking Marlon Brando. So, what do you guys <laughs> Nice. Um, Good job, buddy. Uh, okay, now there, uh, Dennis Cole is now. If you have a pistol and the person you're trying to kill doesn't have a gun, and you still turn and run away, you're like standing right there, and you have a gun on them, and they don't have <laughs> guns anymore. They they're out of bullets. But you just take off and run in the other direction. You are a giant pussy. And that happens a couple times with Dennis Cole in this. It's like, why didn't he just shoot him? He takes off running, you know, and they pick up a gun and chase him. Um, let's see. Gratuitous tit shot. That was the stripper and all that. Uh, stripper had a nice rack on her. <laughs> Dennis Cole's turtleneck has a giant sweat stain. Uh, oh, there, God. That was a giant fake sweat stain, too. Let's see. Oh, there was a couple, some graffiti on the walls that were. It was pretty pathetic. One of them said "Budweiser Jam," and I saw that. Wrong, and one of them said "Kiss Rock Platinum." Uh, no, but I mean, they just basically the guy. Like I said, it's like uh, Assault on Precinct Thirteen, except that it's not. It's nowhere near as menacing. The acting sucks. The good people are all dorks, and I. The only ones that I wanted to see survive was Jack Cummins, and Big Titty, 
white silk blouse because I wanted them to fuck and they never did. And um, <laughs> Zadar, I liked. I actually got to where I kind of liked his character. <laughs> you know, he's supposed to be the villainous bad guy, but it's like, well, shit. Well, he won me over early, right, with the rocket launcher into the old Plymouth or whatever the that hell was that was. I don't know what kind the of gang had some cool cars. That fucking thing went up like a goddamn uh, a bomb. <laughs> yeah, and um, there was but, uh, I, in this. I'll tell you, I I didn't see the twist coming in this one because the first third of this really, it really, it it it, it not wowed me, but I was in because it was like it, it really it came out it came out swinging, um, and then by the time like the third siege happens. It's like, okay, they're not bringing anything new to the table. Now, fortunately to save it, cause I don't know that I would have finished it. If it tried, if it was an entire siege movie, if the twist wasn't there, I don't think I could have finished this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would have had yeah. to, but, but the I twist mean, added a little interest, but eh. if you're going to hire some chick that looks like that, I mean, I, it would have <laughs> added to the sleaziness of it. If like right in the middle like they have a brief pause in the middle of a firefight and they just have this fucking sex scene and they do slow-mo where she's riding his dick and her big titties are bouncing and everything. <laughs> but it was stupid. They, they'd show, they showed one scene where they were chasing Dennis Cole. I think the, I think they, yeah, they were chasing him and he would run down this long, like, uh, uh, hallway and then the camera would pan back, and then they'd show Jack Murphy Cummins, Scott, and he would run the length of it. Then they would go back, and then they'd show her bouncing her big titties and running. And then they did that, they did that twice, <laughs> where that was six shots of somebody running like probably 40 yards out of camera. Then go back, and then they show him running 40 yards. And then they show her running. Then they do it all over again. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. And the... And the movie is only an hour and twenty minutes long. Yeah, and it could have been shorter. And the and another thing is that people were so they the one guy that that it was like if you had the fucking sweat hogs from uh, Welcome Back Cotter would have been better as the as because the, the one guy reminded me of Horshack the one that came in and was like I just came in here because I saw that the lights were on and I'm trying to get away and then he was an asshole the whole time he got like a bunch of them killed and stuff <laughs> yeah people and walk into bullet into gunfire a lot in this his buddy was a moron too uh no jack told us to stay and he's like we gotta go we gotta go and he's like no they told us to stay put and he takes off and just gets fucking shot like a moron he probably had to go back yeah. to work he's probably like listen i can't <laughs> shoot anymore of this i gotta go back to work <laughs> yeah. at the, at the he ruins the shot scene. they don't have enough film to recover from it so like just let him die fuck it uh, um yeah the uh they you know the 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 story took a while to like they really spent a lot of time with the siege stuff because they don't really explain why these why well cuz you get a, you get you see that the cops are even being assholes like the the gangs are the ones sieging but you have the you, you have the cops trying saying like these people weren't allowed back to their factory and everybody's having to stay in this like like tent village a shanty town um and it takes a, it takes quite a while to get to what's going on there. Honestly, I I kind of lost interest by the end, even though it did help. But eh, I don't really honestly have a whole lot to add myself. Um, there was a lot of bad like blind references in it. From, from I don't know why the guy had to be blind. It didn't add anything. Um, 
He wasn't really blind. But, well, like he, well, yeah, but he says <laughs> like, the, well, then they first introduce him. They do this whole bit with him not picking up his hand to shake the other guy's hand. And she's like, he, I think he wants to shake your hand. And he's like, oh, you'll have to forgive me, Jack. I'm quite blind. <laughs> yeah. And then they, there's something else. There's a few blind references in there. Um, and the only besides the shot through the roof, it doesn't really add anything, the fact that he's actually blind, except that they need to protect him, and some dumbass just runs out into gunfire to protect this other dumbass blind guy that just walked right out into it. <laughs> so... But the the squibs, like we we're like I was saying earlier, were super explodey. Not that they're super juicy; they don't put a lot of blood nah. in them. But if somebody gets shot in this, their whole shirt like shreds. <laughs> um, and the the squibs on the walls are really big too. Uh, like uh, yeah, there was like when he was he was standing around. Uh, Jack was standing behind the edge of this uh, like stone wall, and Dennis yeah. Cole's over there. And when he'd shoot, it was like somebody throwing little bags of cocaine at the wall, like this white powder. <laughs> yeah. We go. Poof. Yeah, with like tails and everything. Like yeah. it looked like uh, it reminded me. It made me think of the in Star Wars when the, the stormtroopers would shoot at the at the guys, and the, it would be those big explosions on the wall, that kind of thing. Um, recycled shots, silky blouse, no bra nips. Yeah, I think we covered everything. <laughs> yeah, but um, I yeah, it's finally after badly. It, yeah, and it doesn't and happen. I I'll, I'll have to watch. Go ahead. I can't believe that there's no... I mean... Well, you know what? I wonder if she doesn't show anything in any movies because you know if she got nude somewhere that there would be pictures on the fucking internet. So I'm going to I'm gonna watch. So I can, I, I can safely say... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with watching a David, David A. Pryor movie. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm looking through his list. He did something with... Charles Napier, Lance Henriksen, called Felony, from 1994. Oof. Uh, Raw Justice. Yikes. Okay, but anyway, um, but he did that movie with uh, with her called uh, Man Man Killers. He did it the same year as Deadly Prey. Um, oh God, he forgot about I forgot about Sledgehammer. Um, but I'll report back. Maybe she'll show titties in that one, and maybe that one she felt like. Uh, the titties ruined her career, so she decided to put it back, put the clothes back on. We'll see. I'm gonna have to go through his list of stuff. Deadliest Prey is his recent one. Oh, it has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, 100% rotten. What? <laughs> uh, let's get our ratings of this turd. Um, this one. Jeez, I don't think there was anything good. There was some funny stuff in it, so I guess I'll give it a two. <laughs> yes back to the two it's been a while yeah. um it, it was there was some stuff that made me chuckle but i mean yeah it, it, it was close to being a one it's a it's a four for me and that's only because the the uh it was gonna it was feeling a little above average at the beginning and then it dropped way down by siege number three and then it picked up a little bit, so it went I down to a three. If Dennis Cole wasn't it? If he didn't bring his star power, <laughs> quote unquote star power. Uh, but I give it a four. It was, eh, eh, eh. Um, so that's uh, that's it for uh, the Zadouble. Oh, and Zadar, Zadar, Zadar. I don't think any Zadar movie will get under a three for me. Now I'm sure I'll prove myself wrong at some point, but 
I, I like weird, him like, enough. If if Zadar, if you were a girl and Zadar ate your pussy, it'd be like having a big like hog between. Like his head would be like a hog, like a giant fucking I don't know medicine ball eating your pussy. Yeah. Oh yeah. wait. Um, or a guy, if you were oh, a guy. We didn't, uh, no feed sack this week, so I guess we can, we'll wrap up the show here. Um, uh, you can always send us feed sack or never send us feed sack to 206 339 1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on iTunes, find us on Stitcher, and find us on our website at silvaandgold.com. And join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash silver and gold, where we are always posting screenshots of the bullshit we watch every week. Um, so next week on the show, since uh, Zom's dog Chief uh, was sad that he did not get to watch Patrick Swayze. He never I'm did. Gonna force not Zom, not, we're going to force Zom to watch some Patrick Swayze, and we're going to do a GGTMC named and... Probably from this movie, double double deuce. We're gonna do Roadhouse and Roadhouse Two. Good old Jake Busey. So um, only the second time the the Swayze has appeared on our show. So that should be fun. And Terry Funk's triumphant return to the show. <sighs> Who's been on more than any other wrestler, even though we've done wrestling movies. I think yeah. this will be the third one, right? Terry With the the Stallone movie and what else was he in? Maybe that was it. Maybe that's the only other funk movie we did. Anyway, so yeah, funk. the the Roadhouse double next week. Um, that's about it. Dom, yes. do you have anything else this week? I have to poop. I don't. <laughs> um, I hope your week is better, sir. I will be training a lot this week. Yeah, so it should be nice training. Smooth sailing for me. Are you going to have a montage of you training? Yes, like and it's going to be the worst montage because it's, it's, I'm going to play Eye of the Tiger and just have different angles of me sitting trying to hold my eyes open in a desk chair. <laughs> William Smith's going to fucking be like grilling you. Uh, How do you do this? <laughs> do it. Pull the trigger. Yes, pull the trigger. Um, well, until next time, this is a loaf. Oot. That's all. Oot. Bye-bye.